This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 73 of the Talking Buds podcast. The NFC Championship. Rocking the toots edition. tonight, baby. Here we go. The One of the rare moments where you will see Ryan and I pitted against each other will be this coming Sunday at 3 p.m. Yeah, wearing the toques today because we got our two teams facing off NFC title game, baby. And sometimes look like a bit of a germ in this toque. To be honest with you, so I, me wearing this in front of everybody to see, it's well, it's a nice toque, but I look like a bit of a dick in it sometimes. We're going to talk more about it at the end of the show, but um, we're Toronto Maple Leaf podcast, and we're a week into the season. The Leafs are three and two. Um, The best way I can probably describe it is some good and some bad. Like, if you had to do... If you had to do a good and bad ratio, like I would say, for me, it's been 70% good, 30% bad thus far. Yeah, I think that's fair. 70, 30, 60, 40 range. There's the the first two games of the season where they took they snuck out that win in Montreal against Montreal, but they largely didn't play very well that game. Uh, the next game against Ottawa, that was they got dummied. That was a terrible hockey game. They rebound with a pretty good performance against the Senators, get a win. I thought the game against Winnipeg, I thought they played very well. They didn't take off, but I thought they showed a lot of good things, not getting hemmed in. That and was that was their best 60 minutes in a while. Yeah, like yeah. they just needed to find that gear to go ahead and, 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 and take a lead in that game, but they got it done, and then tonight. <laughs> tonight. There, there, I'm, I'll admit there is part of me that um, does get get a bit of a kick out of tonight because like it's all day with like just the Matthews versus McDavid, the showdown, and the game is just yeah, it was it was not a very entertaining no, hockey game. No, there were moments like we we watched the games together and like there's there are moments tonight where he and I are just kind of sitting there like there's a lot of neutral zone play in this hockey game right now. Yeah, you hype up the the two biggest superstars in the game and it turns out to be a bit of a bit of a flop to say the least. And in a, a loss as well, which is if you're going to have a flop game, I'd rather them take away a W when you have a flop game and you lose and you're 3 and 2 and you're not exactly off to the greatest start, but you're not off to a catastrophic start. And tonight I thought they could have won that game and they didn't. Yeah. But it's it's a it's we still got a little bit tough. to go here. They didn't. They had some tough bounces tonight. Like both the like uh, the third goal was an empty net, but like the first goal is just a lucky bounce in off a skate. The second one is just a brutal penalty call that leads to a power play goal. 
And it's just like, it was just one of those nights, right? Like Spezza misses an open net. The deflection there when Willie was out front in the second period where it just slides across the goal line and goes wide. Like when you start seeing that type of stuff, it's like, you know, like tonight, it's it's not it's not going to go your way. Yeah, tonight. and Simmons hit a post and... I think the Leafs have actually been taking a a decent amount of penalties so far this season. I think their penalty kill is, is okay. It's not great, but when you give as many power plays to Leon Drysaddle and Connor McDavid, they're going to burn you on at least one of them. And and that was tonight. I thought they could have won the game, even though I didn't think either team played very well. But uh, hopefully, I'm just let's move on. We're going to see Edmonton what like three more times in the next two weeks, four more times, four more times yeah. already. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of Edmonton. There's yeah. going to be a lot of Matthews yeah. McDavid. Yeah. It's like it didn't live up the first time. It better live up the second time. Yeah. Well, or the right. third time or the fourth time. All right. Let's 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 spitball a little bit here. Let like so like I said, weekend, I put it at 70-30, you put it at 60-40. Let's start with the positives. What what to you has been the best part of this these last 7 days? The number one thing for me is not getting hemmed in their own zone so much. And what I mean by that is just like the, those shifts that they have, whether they seem to be almost on a penalty kill five on five and they're stuck in their end for two to three minutes. And, and Freddie Anderson's getting a barrage of shots. I think their shot total against, especially the last two, two to three games has been pretty good for them. They they're a team that gives up a lot of shots and tonight they gave up 22 shots and the other night, I, I, I can't remember what the total was, but they didn't give up very many to the jets either. So I think they're, they used to be extremely awful on defense and they still have their moments where it's like, that was a brutal giveaway, uh, bad positioning, but I feel like overall they have taken a step in the right direction in terms of getting the puck out of their own end quicker than they did before. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, the structure defensively, for sure. For me, it's been the the performance of Austin Matthews, the performance of John Tavares. Like those, I mean, it's such it's such a cliche thing to say, man. But it's like it's the classic trope of like your your best players need to be your best players. And I came on here last week and I was saying, you know, I want to see more out of Mitch Marner, and like he he had a terrible game in Ottawa last last Friday everyone had a terrible game so i'm not going to hold it against him but since then i i feel like he's picked it up and he's got he's got a couple goals now and he just he looks he looks more effective out there and that's just like i said i hate i hate saying this because it, it is so like you might as well you might as well throw a suit on me right now and put me behind this desk and be like well well Ryan the best players need to be the best players and that's how you win in this league. But it's true. Like, yeah. like, like John Tavares has been fantastic in every single game. Yeah, he's off to a phenomenal start, yeah. too. Like, that, that is last Austin year. Austin Matthews, would Matthews, sorry to cut you off, would Matthews like to have more goals? Sure. But he's in on the four check. He's physical. He's giving guys shots after the whistle. He's He looks big out there. Yeah, you're right. Like, he's playing bigger. Yes, I, that is yes. the word I'm looking for as well. And a guy like John Tavares, like last year, we we wanted more out of him, and to, for him to get a good start off the bat, and that that's what he needed. That's what he needs for his confidence, and he looks great out there. That that that's another positive for this hockey team. We we uh, we made fun of them last week and said, um, 
if you're waiting for that third line to get you a goal, you're going to be waiting a really long time. I, I think that line's been pretty good. Again, like they're they're not a scoring machine line, but like I thought, Mikheyev was one of the better Leafs on the ice ice tonight. Kerfoot, Alex Kerfoot is such an important player for this team because not only of who it is that he he replaced coming in here, but like I I that's I know that's triggering for a lot of Leaf fans, like myself included. Try to forget but like, about it. When he plays well, it 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 adds to their depth. Again, like another like classic like yeah. adds cliche. to the depth of the adds team. Adds to the depth of the team. Yeah, you know the thing about this team build down the depth. middle of the ice. But it's true though. Like if he if, when he plays well, they're a better team. It takes some like he he's getting all the favorable matchups out there because everyone's worried about Tavares and Matthews. Yeah, it's a four checking line. It's a it's an efficient four checking line, and if they can find a way to put some points on the board, it's going to help them immensely. But I think. Five games in, they've been pretty good. They've been yep. a pretty good line, and yep. I've been pretty happy with what they, what they do on the ice. Okay. Um, things that you're worried about, concerned about, keeping a closer eye on through one week. I think there's two things. One, they, they seem to be taking a decent amount of penalties. Uh, for me, they, they've just... They've been penalized more than they have in the past. And maybe that's a good thing because we've been clamoring for toughness. But there, there's the odd hook. They've had a couple too many men. I think they've taken a few too many penalties against teams that are going to burn you on the power play eventually. And also, just like tonight, I thought they were... I don't know if they were the better team, but they were a better team than Edmonton. The other night, I thought they were way better than the Winnipeg Jets. And they just couldn't find that... like gear that elite teams have there's another suit comment elite hockey teams (laughs) i'm just waiting for you to start talking about the half wall yeah (laughs) having a good stick good stick out there son um i just think they they need to find that elite level gear where it's like we're gonna take killer instinct yeah it's a killer exactly killer instinct they just don't have it yet It, it is early in the season i keep trying to tell myself that but they just need to find that killer instinct. It's time to step on the throat and well, this game. Well, I mean, it is, it is, and it isn't. Like, yeah, sure, it's it's a week into the season, but it's like 56-game season. So it's like these games are important. And I do think that, having said that, I do think that we should take a, a baby steps outlook and approach to this Leaf team in that, like, it, it, there were a lot of things that they needed to improve on going into this season. And I just think that like what, what you mentioned earlier about how they seem to be more effective in the defensive zone and their breakouts are better and they don't collapse and they're not getting hemmed in as much. So like there's one thing that we've gotten better at. Let's build off that now. And let's like, let's work on that killer instinct. Let's put these teams that we know we're better than away. And which leads me to my next, actually, before I jump out, jump too far ahead, what, is there anything else that you're concerned about? I'm ready to move on. Before we do, I want to talk about Fred Anderson. Um, polarizing. Yeah, polarizing is polarizing, right. Polarizing, Polarizing is right, dude. Um, you want to stoke the fire? Yeah. Pol- Put a little Freddie Anderson on that. Yeah, polarizing is right. So, I mean, not very good in his first two starts. Better against the Winnipeg Jets okay tonight would you say that would you say that's fair yeah that's, okay yeah for sure it, but a, a part of it him being okay is usually we're used to seeing fred anderson face 30 plus 
shots a night, sometimes 40. Tonight he's got 22 shots up against him, and the first goal wasn't anything in his control. I, I thought he was better positionally against the Jets, just being in the right spot through a screened point shot. It's like you can't see the shot, but if you're positionally in the right place, there's a good chance you're going to make a save. And I just think the first two games, he was flopping and flipping, and I can only defend you so much, Freddie. I got your back. I got your back, buddy. Don't worry about that. He, he does have your back. But it it it's being him. It's like it's like in his body language. You can just see it in his body language almost. You know, like he just needs to be, he's been in better position. And I think it's just I'm just praying that he just gets better because I'm so tired of this discussion already. Oh, like yeah. after the first two games, it was let's see Jack Campbell. Let's see Jack Campbell. I, I let's this is our goalie. Let's play better. Let's move forward. Let's cheer him on. Let's hope he gets better because that's all we can do, really. Yeah, I mean, he's he's their guy. Like, I love Jack Campbell. You love Jack Campbell. Everyone loves Jack Campbell. Well, any, Jack Campbell any backup goalie and get a win in this in this jersey is a fan favorite. Jack Campbell is hilarious. Follow on Instagram, by the way. Highly recommend. He's I gotta the get comments it. that he leaves on his teammates' posts are 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 hilarious. I gotta get on that. Um, I'm late to that party. But yeah, I, like Freddie Anderson is the guy. If this team is going to have success, it's going to be with Freddie Anderson of the net. Just get out of here. Like, like I said, no disrespect to Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell's what you want him to be—a good backup goalie who can come in and win you a game or two or three or four. That's what you want. But if if this team's going places, it's with Freddie Anderson in the net. Like, sorry. So if you were to give him a a, a letter grade through four starts, what's your letter grade? B minus a B minus B minus. I think that's a fair grade. He was pretty bad in yeah. that Ottawa game yeah. where they lost. He was, he was pretty bad, but I, I'm just at the position with him now where I I'm just at the point where it's like, we don't have a choice. This is our number one goalie. As much as I like Jack Campbell, he's not coming in and being the number one goalie. This is our number one goalie. So I just have to go to bed every night and just pray that he, Freddie Anderson, I'm going to get the best Freddie Anderson I can get every single Leaf game because that's the only chance this team has of winning anything. So, I am so consumed in this Canadian division. Sometimes I forget that there's a whole other NHL. Like, I'm all I do is I just look at the standings within the division and I'm seeing, like, who's playing who tonight. And like, like, and then Sportsnet or TSN will snipe in the game. Like coming up, the like today, tonight, Coyotes and Golden Knights. I'm like, oh my god, there's a whole other league. So like, early assessment of the Canadian division is, I think, the Montreal Canadiens are going to have something to say about everyone predicting the Leafs are just going to win this division. Which makes me sick. Do I think the Do I think the Leafs are the best team and should win the division? Absolutely, I do. But the Montreal Canadiens, they're they're a big mean team, and they're got they're going to be the thorn in the Leafs side. Yeah, they got a they're going to be the thorn in the Leafs side this entire season. My, yeah, that's my. Like you got another like Calgary will probably be sniffing around there too. Vancouver, like they're still young. Get it together. I'm. I know the Oilers. Sorry, Oilers fans, but like I know, I know they won tonight. But like I, I the Oilers got a ways to go before I'm like they're a contender for the division. So realistically, it's it's going to be the Leafs and the Habs battling for the top two spots. And like I said, the Flames will be sniffing around. 
Yeah, this honestly the Sens didn't look too bad either. I gotta give it to well, them. The Sens, they, they got dude, a great Sens, little team, man. Dude, I will take Brady Kachuk yeah. on my team any day of the week. Dude, the that Sens, guy's a dog. The man. Sens got it made in the shade because there's no expectations on them. Like, what do they have to worry about? Like they great th- unis. Yeah, they go out and they're just like whatever. Everyone thinks that we're gonna come in last. There's no expectations on us. This is a developing season. No one has picked us to win anything this year. Teams are coming in here being like, all right, this is the the easy night in the division. These the easy two nights or whatever. It's like, no, they're 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 a dog team, man. They work hard. I, I'm a big fan of them. Big love the unis too. The unis look so good. When are we gonna get our first taste of the reverse retros? Like we Who spent, knows? we spent this whole off season, every team just releasing their reverse ret- retro. It's got to be a special night, yeah, a special night in the NHL. Like you said earlier, it's not like the NBA where they're just rolling out all these different uniforms God, every wish, night. I almost. wish the NHL would do something like that, man. I just wish they would. Like, why? Why won't you? Why won't you? I don't know. I don't. I don't know anything about how that works. Like, but- why can't the Leafs have like? Four different runs that they rotate through. It seemed like a couple of years ago when they had the old third jerseys with the with the white and the blue top and the different leaf that they wore those all the time. But now it's like, when's the last time you saw a leaf? Ever since they changed their unis back to the the older style logo, what, when have they ever worn a third jersey other than the St. Pat's? Well, the league when they sort of like when they did that, every team got rid of third jerseys, right? And now this is the year that they've sort of brought them back. Yeah. I, I'm waiting for the first time because I'm dying. We've already t- debated it. Some people hate it. Some people like it. I want to see it on the ice. Yeah, I want to see it on the ice too. That'll be something to watch out for. So like go, the uh, I know another game against the Oilers coming up on Friday and then they head out West next week again for the Flames and the Oilers. Those Flames games will be ones to watch. And yeah, man, I think like this team is going to go as far as Freddie Anderson plays and like put a team away. Put a team away. Yeah, you're good enough. Like, do it. Like, put a team away. They are good enough to do it, 100%. And I think the key for this division is don't go on a three-game loser. Like, I like the way they've started. Three and two is is a pretty decent start. You look over in Vancouver, they were one and three to start, and a couple other teams, the Oilers aren't off to a great start. And I think it's important to just, you got to stay somewhat consistent. They're not going to go on a tear, okay? This division is too close. Like, every Canadian team's pretty good. They're not all great. The Oilers aren't a Stanley Cup team. Neither are the Leafs, in my opinion. Neither is any team in this division. But this is the year to get close. If you can stay consistent in this division, don't go on those three-game losers and try to get on a three-game winner. You can, you're can. you going to make the playoffs in this division. So that's all they have to do. Just avoid those streak of awful games. Just stay the way they are. If they go four and two, Four and three, five. It doesn't matter. Stay above five hundred and keep playing consistent. And th- hopefully, all the veterans they've brought in that we spoke about can teach them how to put the foot on the throat. Speaking of veterans, Joe Thornton leaves the game tonight. It it, it didn't look like that aggressive of a hit, but it just kind of got him. He was like holding his ribs. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. I don't know his arm, his ribs. Yeah. I we we don't know I yet. Seen, yeah, I haven't seen officially. Let's let's check let's check the Twitter, but I haven't seen officially like what it what it's been diagnosed as. You also got to wonder too like with a guy like Thornton like would they keep him out for precautionary reasons? I just burped on the air. Oh, that's, I literally just burped in this microphone. I apologize. That's super attractive. That's disgusting. Speaking of Sheldon jumbo Keith, Sheldon Keefe on Joe Thornton. It looks like he's definitely going to miss some time. 
Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's fun, isn't it? Oh, Nick Keith Robertson's down. Thornton, Myrtle Keith says Joe Thornton is going to miss some time. Wow. What's... Oh, that... Could it be like a broken rib? I don't know. It could be anything. He's an he's an old man. Yeah, like he's it doesn't, not a young it doesn't guy. look like it doesn't look like that tough of a hit. No. But you saw with uh, any football fans out there, you saw Patty Mahomes go down with a weird hit. Yeah. And he was out of the game. But like so far, what what is your assessment of, of Jumbo's play so far this season? I'm, it's it's sad that he's going down. He's gonna miss some time. But. I think he looks slow out there at times, but I think that he's 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 effective as a nice goal he scored in Ottawa on the weekend. And I think he, he's off, he's effective in the offensive zone, and that's it. Like it, yeah. that is what it is. Like the the biggest place that they're going to miss Joe Thornton in is the intangibles. We should start calling this the Intangibles podcast. Like the biggest shout out to our sister Kelly, by the way, about intangibles. Um, that's where they're gonna miss them. Like you can put Hyman up on that line, and they're just as effective. Like yeah. let's let's be honest. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, you can replace them on the line. I think so far he's not the same Joe in the transition game. But when they start. You can get a cycle going, and that's another thing this team has been allergic to the past couple of years. If I can see a player keep the puck in and keep a cycle going, I'm down. And I think he's done an amazing job, and I thought that was a nice goal he scored the other night. The guys were stoked for him, obviously. He's, the guy seems like a legend. But I, I, it's sad, but now it's almost like we're talking about it. Now he's going down. I want to know how long. Yeah. How long is he going down for? He keeps. Is vague. Well, you're gonna get the usual like upper body injury. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, I, and I was sad that Nick Robertson went down too because oh, I, I'm a big yeah, Nick Robertson guy. Nick Robertson. I'm a yes. big Nick Robertson guy. Yes. It's legit. Thoughts quickly too on eleven and seven. Oh, I love it. I love it so far. I I just think that their D is not good enough to stand with six guys. So if you can mix the pairings, you want to find chemistry. But I just find chemistry sometimes with D pairings a little overrated. There's yep. there's no more. Uh, Rafalskis and Niedermeyers anymore. There's no great pairing. Tight, it's like tight references. You get you get a you get an unreal number one guy, and then everyone else kind of fills it out. I don't mind seeing the different pairings or guys getting a break or or just whoever's playing better play them more. It gives you more options. Obviously, if a forward goes down, like like Joe went down tonight, or Nick Robertson went down, and it, it's it leaves you tough up front, but then you just got to wait out the game and get another guy in next game. But I personally, I'm a big fan of the seven defensemen. I, I'm a big fan of it. All right. We interrupt this scheduled programming now to bring you a short mini edition of talking football. Ooh, here we go. Talking NFC championship game. Apologies. If anyone who's listened to the show before knows that the two of us, myself in particular are massive NFL football fans. Are two teams playing each other in the NFC Championship game this Sunday at Lambeau Field? So you 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 chirped yourself off the top for wearing the Buccaneers toque. So I'm gonna give you a moment to tell the people why you've got the Buccaneers toque on. All right, let me let me get this straight right now. This team right here, I don't see Tampa Bay Buccaneers on here. I I don't see that. I never liked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What I see on this logo and on this hat is Tom Brady. And for those of you who know me well, know I am the, or I wouldn't say the, one of the biggest Tom Brady fans 
and all my buddies from back in the day could back me up. I've been a Brady fan for a long, long time. So as much as I was a New England fan and people call me bandwagoners, but I got people who I know who could back me up and say I've been a fan since the very start, okay? I can attest to this. He, I'm this one of is, those yes. guys, okay? Ryan is not a bandwagon Tom Brady guy. I can, I can vouch for I you. I was always that. in the position where if Brady left the Patriots, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm never going to be in that spot. And then it happened. And then it made me realize that I'm going wherever Tom's going, so that's why I'm wearing this hat. I'm a Buccaneers fan for this year, for however long Brady plays there. I'm a fan of any team he goes to, so this is me. I'm hoping for the 10th Super Bowl appearance. He's the GOAT. He's the athlete I grew up with. I love him. Shoot me. I don't care. So so I'm going to I'm going to nerd out on you and everybody else here. As you can see by my toque, I will be cheering for the opposition on Sunday. Aaron Rodgers, the two-time, soon to be three-time league MVP and by far by far his best season of his career. Having said that, all the pressure on Sunday is on number 12 in green and gold, not on number 12 in pewter or white or whatever so it is. You're talking about your, so you're, you're bringing in the goat talk. You're bringing in the legacy talk. Zach. So I'm not going to sit here and go like skip Bayless um, first take and say, who's the goat? It's like, that discussion is over. Like, Tom Brady is the goat. Damn right it's He's over. He's the goat. And that's why that's why the pressure on, is, is so much, there's so much more pressure on Rodgers because all this is gravy for Brady. Like, he's already won six rings. He's, He's already won the who's more valuable, Brady versus Belichick discussion. He's already won it. He's he's gotten the sucking ears to an NFC championship game. They're there. Even if they lose on Sunday, the story will be Tom Brady in his first year with no uh, preseason games, limited training camp, took the sucking ears all the way to the NFC championship game. It's all gravy for him. Whereas Rodgers... Like I said, two soon-to-be-three MVPs. Only been to one Super Bowl. That was in 2010. That was 11 years ago. A long time ago. 11 years ago. It wasn't yesterday. One and three in NFC Championship games, okay? There was the the 2014 collapse in Seattle. A game to this day. There are two sporting events to this day that just make me sick to think about. It's the Leafs. Collapsing in Game 7, which we we did a watch-along at the beginning of COVID, by the way. I encourage everyone who hasn't listened to go listen to that. That was wild reliving that. Yeah. The Leafs collapsing in Game 7 of the Boston Bruins and that Packers loss in the NFC Championship game. There's that. There's 2016 getting blown out, like, like not even done the first quarter and the game's over in Atlanta. And there's last year, same thing going down to San Francisco and getting blown out by I the Niners. I forgot they were there last year. They were there last year, and they got blown out by the Niners. Did they lose the divisional to the Cardinals that year? Was that a divisional that game? That was a divisional game. Yeah, I guess yes. the Cardinals haven't been in the Super Bowl since. But Yeah, so they, they got – so all the pressure is on him. It's like, yeah, okay, that's nice that you, you won another MVP and you had a great season, but guess what? You flamed out in an NFC Championship game again, 
and still one Super Bowl appearance and one ring. That's it. It's all the pressure is on Aaron Rodgers. All the pressure. Yeah. Well, buddy, this is going to be an epic. For, let's say this. One of us is going to be happy. Yeah. That that's a good thing. There's but, no there's no bad outcome in this room right now. Like obviously you want to see Aaron go and I want to see Tom go, but at least one of us is walking out a happy man. Who Okay, quickly. Who are we cheering for in the AFC Championship game? Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I'm cheering for the Bills. Yeah. The the, the Chiefs that I have the utmost respect for Patrick Mahomes' talent, Andy Reid, and all that. You know they're going back uh, yeah, every yeah, year. Yeah. As long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback for that team, they're going back every season. Yeah. It's If you're not cheering for the Bills, you don't have a heart. Yep. You don't have it's a heart. True. It's true. So I, I just, I'm just happy that one of us is going to be happy. I'm not an Aaron hater at all. I, I respect Aaron. I just love Tom to death. He's my athlete. Um, he's the guy I grew up with. He's the kid, the guy I'll tell my kids about. You know, I, I just want to see him. I just love how great he is. I think he's a class act. Oh, he's a whiner. You don't even shut up. You, shut he's up. A, he's he's the greatest to ever play he's the just, position. He's just a, he's the man. Okay, so go go Tom. And that will conclude the first ever edition of Talking Buds NFC Championship Edition. We will see you guys next week during the Leafs West Coast road trip. Thanks, everybody, for downloading. See you then. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Hi, I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the podcast about broadcast. Every week since 2016, we've been bringing on broadcast leaders to talk about their experiences in radio, what they've seen, and where they believe it is all going. If you live and love radio, subscribe to the Sound Off Podcast with Matt Kundal wherever you get your podcasts.